T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. One more hour to go. Welcome inside the Friday edition of the Playmakers. Thank you, Fancy Voice Guy, for the introduction, except we need to make a little bit of an adjustment. Adrian Hernandez, yes, I am here indeed. But joining me in in support, because Lindsey Brown is back home in Minnesota is a gentleman who I'm going to have introduce himself right now. Without further ado, I'm just like, my name is Ron Bandana, born and raised right here in Sin City 702, diehard Raider fan, Golden Knights. Shout out to my White Sox. And right now, Adrian, I think you got some questions for me, right? Yes, I do in a second. Well, actually, here's the thing. <laughs> Ron, don't get too ahead of yourself, all right? You're throwing me in a loop. Because it, in a matter of minutes for the first time ever, uh, it's kind of like I'm I'm, I'm cheating on Lindsay uh, because this is something only me and her have done, Uh-oh. which is called our deep dive. Woo. Now, it's deep dive with 35 because Lindsay, uh, esteemed hockey player, played at Ohio State, has been, been, been a goalie and been number 35 her whole life. So we do a deep dive with 35. So for these next 20 minutes, Ron, your favorite number is going to be 35. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Kevin Durant is number seven still. He's not back to 35. <laughs> so there it is. Um, but – Something that I do want to ask you, and by the way, too, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, for the interest of all of our listeners, uh, special surprise, we have another pair, a final pair of family four-pack. Well, actually, it's not plural because it's a final pair. A family four-pack to the Soccer Champions Tour 2022 going down in a matter of hours at Allegiant Stadium. So we're going to hook you up with that family four-pack to go see Italy's Juventus take on Chivas. The Chivas, the Guadalajara, this Friday night at the Legion Stadium. First off, uh, Ron, do me a favor. Give the name of the Chivas of Guadalajara because you're Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican. We're both Hispanic. I talk like a gringo, <laughs> and I know you know how to talk Spanish properly. So please, Chivas. share me the embarrassment. Say it, please. Chivas de Guadalajara. That's kind of, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, a, wait a second in the words of Trista Crick. Oh, the block is hot, Lindy. We'll just say that. Yes, it is. Say say that one more time for me. Hey, 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 hey. Las Chivas de Guadalajara. Yeah, you're Jesus. You're going to get to go check them out. Uh, They're playing here tonight at the Legion Stadium. So in a matter of minutes before we get out of this segment, we'll hook you up with your final chance. Um, And, yes, Ron, you were right. We're going to do a deep dive with 35 with you, Ronald, here in a second. But before we get to those 
specific questions. Um, I need some advice because you are a father. I, let me look through my questions. Okay. Don't answer how I many am. kids you have, okay? Because okay. I'm going to ask you that here coming up. But I know you are a father. This is true. Yes, sir. You've had sex. You and your wife have had children. Yes. You have kept them alive. Yep. And some of them are even teenagers now, which is very impressive. Thank you. I've kept my human alive for almost <laughs> close to four years. But check it out. Um, recently, I don't know if you saw because I posted on Instagram at Heavyweight yes. Radio or on Twitter at Adrian Radio 93. Uh, I went to a wild car wash, the one on Lake on Lake Mead, and I think it's Jones. I seen the video. Yes. So I got hit <laughs> in the car wash. So because of that, I had to, you know, insurance, go take it to this place, this and the third. So they checked it out. Luckily, it was a close process. They knew what they needed to do. I was able to drive the car back. And because of that, I thought that I was going to have to leave the car overnight. Okay. So I had, before I left to go to the mechanic, to go Uh to the shop, I took, I unbuckled the car seat. And so then I get there and they tell me, oh, wait, we see what it is. Bring it back later this week or bring it back next week. So bet. I get in my car, and I go home. Later that night, I'm, I'm trying to get my life, you know, in order. I'm trying to go to the gym. I like living. I like being able to talk sports. So I'm trying to lose some LBs, so I'm going to go to the LVAC, yeah. the LVAC. I call it LVAC because I'm a cool kid. I work out. I'm physically fit. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and I bring Sire because they got the playroom, and we're driving. <laughs> he goes flying. <laughs> we're driving. And the thing is, is I didn't buckle the seat. Like, I didn't buckle it into the harness, but I put it in position of where it should be. So I didn't remember that I didn't buckle it in. Uh, I'm so glad. Statues of limitations. I hope these these are now done with. So I put them in the car. We're driving there. Red light suddenly happens. And it's really the car in front of me because it's always their fault. Yeah. They did something that stopped everything. I didn't want to push it. I got my kid in the car. It's not that serious. Yeah. I can wait an extra 45 seconds. That's fine. But I had to stop kind of abruptly. And I looked back. And young Sire thought he was in Disney World. <laughs> and he went, phew, smacked the other car seat, the, the, the passenger seat, smacked it right in the face. <laughs> my poor son. Young Sai Sai said, ow. <laughs> and then his legs. That's a champion. His legs were jammed in between because it was tilted. It was like bent towards yeah. the seat, not back like in position in the, with the back seat. It was, it was the passenger seat. It was tilted forward. And I had to like push him back, fix his feet. And I say this story to ask you two questions. Number one, am I a bad dad? And number two, have you had something similar? Because we got a lot going on, man. Uh. I forgot. I have not had something similar, but are you a bad dad? I'm going to go with yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, man. Dog. Nah, you're good, man. We all make mistakes. Uh, I haven't had a similar situation like that, but, you know. <laughs> He's, I, man, it couldn't be me, though. No, it what, couldn't be me, though. One, one thing I, I can say that uh, I've done as a young dad is when my kid used to sleep with me and my wife. Um, now, a lot of people say, you know, the kids normally, they should be sleeping in a crib and things like that. I agree. Well, I like to have sex. Oh, oh, all right. Well, look, for me. You can't do it with the kid there. What's wrong with you? Nah, I don't. That's the you, thing. You, own, you have dogs. Do you do it around the dogs? No, I don't do it around the it's dogs. It's weird? It, it's definitely weird. My wife always, I don't want them looking at me, so. How about when you're, how do I, oh, jeez, we're on the radio. Um, how about when you're spending time with yourself? Um, No. 
Actually, I'm pretty celibate there. This, Go somewhere. Nah. Oh, okay. Oh, you're oh, oh pretty celibate. Oh, 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 oh. I got the wife. I got a beautiful one. <laughs> Big man on campus. Um, okay, so no dogs. Okay, what were, okay wait, did you? Were, I'm sorry, I interrupted. You were saying you were saying that there's some things that you do. Yeah. So there was a time where you know normally the kid would sleep between me and my wife, and I used to like sleeping sideways on the bed, and my daughter was a crazy sleeper, and she fell off of the bed, and this isn't like a short bed. It was one of those tall Kelly size king size bags. <laughs> so all you heard was doom. <laughs> and you know Concussion. I, I, yeah. I, I started screaming. I, I thought, you know, something had happened to my daughter. I, I scared my wife. And at that time I was living with my mom. I was only eighteen, but you know, I, yeah. Listen, I, I think that's that, the worst thing that has happened to me. Well, that's fantastic because I feel like that's happened to every parent and it's happened <laughs> to Sire about three times. All right. Since we already put you in the hot seat. We might as well do it properly, huh? And now, a deep dive with... 35. Uh-oh. I'm kind of scared here, Adrian. Don't be scared. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Ron. Ronald. Bandana. Yes. We believe in consent on this program. So I have to ask you, to your left and to my right, there is a casting couch... Would you like to sit on it? Yes. Perfect. I like it. Extra people on the casting couch. (laughs) Let's get naughty on a Friday. We don't usually do this on a Friday. It's all different, but it's all good. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. I need your initial thoughts. Okay. Let's ride. Shout out to Russell Wilson. Your most hated sports team? Uh, Definitely would have to be the Los Angeles Chargers. It can be any sport. It will be the Chargers. Damn. Even when they were in San Diego? I hate the Chargers. Do you hate lightning in general? No, I just hate the Chargers. Do you hate the Tampa Bay lightning? No, I just hate the Chargers. Are you not a fan of Baby Blue? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your most underrated player in any sport? Most underrated player in any sport? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, John Morant. Okay. Do you have any kids? Yes, five. (laughs) Of course you don't have any time to yourself. What a stupid question in hindsight now that we're talking about this. Um, Your favorite rapper? Eminem. What? Yep, I'm sorry, man. It has to be Eminem. What is wrong with... Has always been Eminem. Spaghetti, bitty, bitty, I got a psychopedia. I'm looking up on the dictionary. It's all good. It's Eminem. Mom's spaghetti. I'll take it all day, every day. Damn it. If you said top five, that's different, but it's, it's always going to be Eminem. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Fine. It's cool. It's what everybody got a different opinion. Okay. What's... All right. <laughs> it's cool. It's whatever. No Jay-Z? Nope. Oh, yeah. I, I love Jay-Z, but he's he's not my number one. Biggie? I love Biggie, too. You're from Las Vegas. Tupac? Um, I wouldn't even put Tupac in my top five. <laughs> Let's go. We found, we found something to agree on. Okay, cool. Let's keep it pushing. What is a romantic date with Ronald look like? Uh, a romantic date with me and my wife, I would definitely say um, the most beautiful one that we've had is, you know, candles, set the mood, probably in front of the Bellagio is where I want to take her in the future. Um, right in front of the uh, the fountains. Of course, you got the candles, a nice little steak and a salad, um, flowers, chocolates, 
you know, and, and of course, compliment my lady. To me, that's a that's a beautiful time that needs to be spent between us two. Oh, wow. I wish we could play the clapping sound as well. Also, <laughs> fellas, I want you to take note that when I asked that question, I said romantic date with Ronald look like looks like Ronald responded and said the date that I'd take my wife. It's great clarification. Yes, sir. Very important bonus points. Get it tonight, my friend. <laughs> uh, your favorite video game to play online? Madden. Mm, nice. Yeah. Uh, do you own a PS5 or Xbox Series X? I own both. And a computer fully built. Anything else? Uh, uh, 86-inch screen TV on top of it. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Ronald's got it going on. Um, what's your in, in Madden, when you play online, what team do you use? I only use the Raiders. That's you, it. You're a real one. Yeah. You are a real one. I don't care if we suck. I, I, I run with my Raiders. I like it. Your hottest sports take. My hottest sports take, as in? Just any, what, what's the one take you will stand your ground on to your death that you will not, you will not change in any respect? For instance, my hot sport take, for example, is Derek Jeter is completely overrated. He would not be as good as he was if he was on the Royals. So. All right. So <laughs> he said the Royals. I would have to say that, uh. Kobe Bryant being the best overall player in the NBA. Of he all has time? To be, of all time. How often do you shop at Target? Um, actually pretty often. So I collect sports cards. So I'm always at Target searching for those paninis. <laughs> <laughs> we uh this is gonna be a short and deep dive, so I'm gonna have to run through these real Go, quick. Run. Um do you do a buffet on the strip or a sushi spot? I hate sushi, so I'll go buffet. What's your most stressful radio moment in your career? Um, the one time where I didn't have anything to say in hearing myself for the first time on the radio, and I choked. <laughs> it happens. How many fights did you get to grow? How many fights did you get into growing up? A lot. I was suspended from school, RPC'd. I had to switch schools. I went to Opportunity, but I did play football and I did good, good and I did get good grades. Damn oh. right. Yes, sir. What's your uh, best gem of a restaurant in Vegas? Um, I would have to say Tacos El Gordo. But if if they have a restaurant on the strip, does that count as a gem, though? All right, so I will say Fat Boy. Have you not been to Fat Boy? I have not. Been, put me on right now because I am a Fat Boy. Fat, fat Boys has to be one of the gems in Eastside Las Vegas on Stewart and Lamb. It is literally in the cut across the street from Los Compadres, which was another gem, Carnicería, when I was young. But Fat Boys, it's... Literally, just like what you would get from California, it's a mom and pop shop. They do burgers, they do pastrami, they do anything and everything, pizzas, anything that you need, all in one spot. So, in comparison, is it as good or better than like Boston Pizza on yes. the strip near downtown? Yes, better. Promise you, yes, it's better. Okay, they got chicken fingers, they got whatever you need, bro. Tell them Ron Dizzle sent you. Okay, <laughs> well done. If you hosted a late night talk show. And you could choose between these guests. Okay. Anthony Anderson, mm -hmm. Anthony Mackey, Rich Gannon, Carson Palmer, Exhibit, or Sebastian Janikowski. Who would you pick? Man, that is so hard. Seabass and Rich Gannon. I think I would have to go with uh, I have to go with Rich Gannon, bro. <laughs> Out of all those? Yeah, I, I I, I, you got to understand, that's my era of football. That's why I, Sebastian Janikowski, though. No, I want Rich Gannon, bro. 
That was the last great quarterback that we had for the Raiders. I would love to just have a sit down and a talk with him. Best hotel on the strip? The Cosmo. If a man <laughs> goes out to dinner with him, his girlfriend, okay. and some of her friends, does he have to pay for all of them? No. When's the last time you felt alive? Um, Every day of my life with my kids and my wife. I love it. Last question. What's the worst part of the city to drive through because of traffic? Oh, my God. The I-15 in the strip. That's a fact. Yes, sir. And with that, congratulations, Ron. You can either stay on the casting couch for the rest of the show or you can get back in the seat. Congratulations. You went through that. And we need to make room, man. Uh, Coming up next, uh, one of my favorite people to talk to when it comes to all of sports media. Uh, Somewhere he's on Around the Horn on one of the ESPN channels. You might have seen him before. You might have read him. It's ESPN's Justin Tinsley here to talk to us about Nipsey Hussle. The great Nipsey Hussle. It's the Playmakers on a Friday on 1140 The Bet. Bringing the sneaky beavers back to the yard. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. I've been looking forward to talking to this man and bringing him back on the show for a minute. So let's get right to it. All Insider Calls are powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com from ESPN. And around the horn, lead writer at Anscape and new author of the new book, It Was All a Dream, Biggie and the World That Made Him, Justin Tinsley. Justin, the things I have to say in the intro are getting longer. You love to hear it. How are you, man? I'm good, man. It's a pleasure to be back, and thank you so much for having me on here. Looking forward to this discussion, for real. Nah, yeah, absolutely. And, um... You know, as we start this off, like the basis and when I hit you up, I wanted to talk to you about Nipsey Hussle and everything going on because obviously earlier this month, Eric Holder Jr. uh, was charged with first-degree murder, and I kind of needed to take a step back because we get caught up, we get wrapped in this world that we've been a part of and enjoyed, and, you know, some people tuning in might not necessarily know Nipsey Hussle and his impact because of music and other things, and of course, the 30 for 30, the King of Crenshaw, the podcast series, that's your baby. And I don't know that people can actually grasp his impact, not just musically, but in his community. I mean, the memorial service was held at Staples Center. There was 21,000 people there. Those tickets sold out in 20 minutes. Only Michael Jackson, I think one other person, had a memorial service in Staples Center. So I say all that to ask you, could you kind of give us a Cliff Notes version of Nipsey's impact and give people a perspective on his life? Yeah, man. Uh, for one, uh, you, you kind of really just nailed it home right there. Like, uh, just on the surface, if you just Google Nipsey Hussle, if, if you're not really familiar with who he is, then you may not be privy to just the, the really deep and foundational and rooted impact this guy had on rap music, but in particular, the the South Central area of Los Angeles in particular. And and that was, that was the main reason why I wanted – to do the King of Crenshaw podcast because I wanted to show why, you know, this guy's tragic murder mattered just beyond, you know, oh, this is a popular rapper who, you know, lost his life in a very tragic manner. Like, this is a this is a young man that was from that turf. This was a young man that was from that soil. And he was on the cusp of really making that superstar turn and rap. But wherever he went in his life, wherever he went in his career, he always – kept his community with him and he deeply invested in that community not just not just money which is of course is great but he invested with time he invested with resources he invested with connections and so like if you're ever 
able to go to the South Central area of Los Angeles, you will you will you will see immediately just just how deep that impact really runs. He was a he was a person of that neighborhood, cultivated by that neighborhood, and all he wanted was to see that neighborhood succeed. And so when you see somebody like that, when you see somebody that genuine and you see somebody that had that type of commitment to, to an area that raised them, you know they were built different. And then you start talking to people that knew him, whether it was just people from the neighborhood or people within the music industry or people within the NBA or in the sports world. You see that every person that he came in contact with, he left a deep, deep, deep connection. And I, I knew that's what I wanted to express and showcase, excuse me, showcase within the King of Crenshaw. And you talk about being on the cusp of superstardom, like, I, I getting ready and doing research for this, going back, realizing that number one, his last performance was at the Staples Center halftime for the Clippers game on March 9th. Even before then, the All Star break, the LA hosted the All Star game. He performed, and it was funny because Victor, the, the album, his first album came out, and there was some arguments. There was little sections in Twitter like, I don't understand. And it's like, bro, you have no idea that it's not only yeah. that the album was amazing, Grammy nominated and rightfully so, but like the journey and the mixtapes and his like yeah. the entire impact. So July 6th, it comes out and the jury found Eric Holder Jr. guilty of first degree murder. Obviously, this is the death of Nipsey because of the reasons you just laid out for us. It's probably one of the more painful chapters in hip-hop history and so, just so, 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 so sad. But to you, did it bring you any closure? I mean, I mean, we've all, if you live long enough, you lose somebody or people within your life that, that are obviously very close to you, whether they're your family members or your friends or whether you knew them from a distance, as was, you know, my relationship with Nipsey Hussle. And, you know, I, I'm never going to forget where I was on March 31st, 2019, and when when I got that message, and when I got that phone call from one of my really good friends, who's actually lived lives a couple of blocks away from the Marathon store in LA, like I'll never forget that moment, and I I, I knew that, it, and it hurt because you know we we had had you know super tragic deaths in hip hop before, and obviously and you, you know bring up that conversation, the first two names that likely come to mind are Tupac and Biggie. And what separated Nipsey's and what differentiated Nipsey's from theirs in a sense was that you know, Nipsey got killed in his hometown. You know what I mean? Nipsey got killed in his hometown and Nipsey got killed on the land that he owned, on the property that he invested in. And, you know, he was he was trying to take care of his community and he was murdered within his community. That's what that's what made it seem so unfair. And. Yes, you know, while we, you know, while, while we say the marathon continues, while we hashtag that on like Instagram posts or TikTok videos or whatever the case may be, while we, while, while we may truly, truly believe that, you know, like there's a part, if, if you really rocked with Nipsey and his journey and you understood what it was about even deeper than the music, you, you found a part of yourself in that journey. And so like when, you, when we lost him, it was like a small part of us, you know, you know, lost as well, you know. And that's not even being related to him or being like a family member or a close friend. So I can only imagine what that grief feels like. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I was happy with the outcome. I think it was deserved. And I think, you know, just for his family, they, his family and his close friends, like they deserve that type of result in that trial because that's what it should have been. But when you lose somebody in a tragic manner, and when you lose somebody who was doing 
who was, you know, offering so much good to the world, like Nipsey was doing, you can never find complete closure. It's just, it, it, it's, it, it's difficult to explain because while you're happy with the result, you still, that, that result still doesn't feel like that gaping hole that you feel like within your spirit. Not only that, I think selfishly too is just music fans and hip hop fans. It's like, what if? Because he was so innovative in the way he was releasing his music. The journey ultimately leading to the album that he talked about on his mixtapes for years, for absolute years, talking about this is going to come out, and then it comes out and it's fantastic. Um, But and and I got to be honest with you, I just looked over at Ron a few minutes ago, and like you putting it into perspective of yes, he was murdered on his property, on his business, trying to help out the community, doing that purposefully. Like, we're over here on the verge of tears, and rightfully so. Yeah. But I do yeah. do want to ask you, too, because I and I don't know if this was the first time, but I know Lauren London isn't out here talking to every publication, this, that, and the third. But she did talk, uh, she did sit down with radio legend Andy Angie Martinez, excuse me, mm-hmm. Angie Martinez, to talk. I don't know if you got the chance to see it or not, but if you did... Uh, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I absolutely got a chance to see it, and I, I thought it was—I thought it was a phenomenal interview. Like you said it yourself, Angie Martinez is a legend, and she's a legend for a reason. And one of the many reasons she is is the is the way she can establish a connection with whoever she's interviewing almost off the rip. On, on one, you go to Angie Martinez because you know she's going to take care of you as. As, as as a human, not just as a not just as a you know a notch on your resume, like oh, I interviewed this person, and you know Lauren has done interviews before that, not necessarily with like big. Well, I know she did a L.A. Times interview, I believe, uh, in 2020, but I don't know if she was really ready and willing to to open up in the manner that she did with uh, with with Angie Martinez, and that's just with the gift of time, you know, like obviously when you look at Lauren now, you can tell that like, yo, she's a survivor. She's super strong, but you know, there's a part of her that, you know, left with Nipsey. And although, you know, her entire being isn't just Nipsey, you know, she carries him with her every day of her life. And I think, I think the beautiful thing about that interview was just the fact that she was so honest. She was so open and she was so vulnerable and she, it, it really just allowed the the bulk of us who aren't around her every day, who don't have access, you know, to her in in personal ways that her family, her close friends do. It w- it was beautiful in a sense to show that, like, yo, like she's still here, she's still strong. Like with grief, you're dealing with grief for the rest of your life. So like she's still trying to figure things out, and you know she's in a better place than she was obviously three years ago, and hopefully three years from now she'll be in a better place than that she is right now. But this is just a lifelong process, and it's just something that you know she she's gonna live with for the rest of her life. But she's also here to teach and explain to people, like you know, like it, it, even even the most tragic of circumstances, they can't break you. They you know, I mean, they won't break you unless you let it. And I, I just thought it was a powerful example of just like what you know, a woman who who has survived so much. And, and there's still so much strength that, that exudes from her just from the moment she opens her mouth. And to show that she's okay, to show that her kids are okay, like, I think that meant a lot because, you know, her and Nipsey's relationship was kind of one of these things where it, it was a very public relationship, but you could tell, like, there was a lot of, like, respect and love between them. And so when that was forever fractured with 
uh, 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 you know, Nipsey's untimely demise, people felt like they had invested into that relationship. And so to see Lauren out in public and doing those interviews, like with Angie Martinez, I, I, you know, I think that helped a lot of people just in terms of just like, okay, let me, I'm still trying to make sense of something so senseless, but she's helping me along the way. And it's just amazing that she's able to be a vessel for that. Yeah, and I think you hit it like literally dead on and spot on to exactly, you know, how she handled everything, you know. And uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up with this is they were literally the model of what a true relationship was, right? A lot of people looked up Mm -hmm. to that relationship. I mean, you could call it relationship goals. Even my wife was very invested into into their relationship. And one of the things that I did want to talk about prior to, you know, everything happening is the partnership with LAPD that Nipsey was actually going through. After the Mm -hmm. incident happened, I kind of feel like it it got swept under the rug. What how do you feel about that and do you see Lauren moving into that direction of trying to help the community once again in stopping the gang violence? You know, in terms of the community, I think if you're if you're anybody who's in Nipsey's immediate circle, whether it's Lauren, you know, whether it's somebody like Black Sam, who I had the pleasure of really having a long, long, in-depth conversation, you know that the commitment to that community is always going to be there. Now, will it will it always be like frontward, Senate, frontward facing? And uh, uh, we feel like we're always hearing about it in the way that Nipsey was constantly speaking about this stuff. Maybe not. But I do feel like that they will always be invested in that community because that's what Nipsey would have wanted. Now, in terms of, you know, that that specific uh, meeting that Nipsey was, you know, tragically supposed to have on April 1st, uh, but he was killed on March 31st, I don't know what's going to come of that. And, you know, I, I spoke to, you know, a lot of people who knew Nipsey just both on and off the record about, about that meeting and what they thought about it. This wasn't the fact that, like, you know, Nipsey was, oh, Nipsey's going to work with the police on this. Nipsey, front and foremost, had kids at the front and center of his mind. And Nipsey was a product of that lifestyle that introduced him to gangbanging. Of course, everybody knows he was he was a member of the, the Rolling 60s Crips, but he also had a vision as to where, like, if I could save, you know, a kid or two kids or four kids or five kids or six kids from, you know, a life that I thankfully survived up, up until that point and give them a better life earlier on than what I had, then that's my purpose. And if I have to work with, you know, people who are within my community, who I, you know, frequently over the course of my life did not see eye to eye with, if it, if it's going to help these kids, then I'll do it. And I, th- I think that's powerful, man. I think that's powerful because you can never pull Nipsey's card on anything other than being genuine and having, you know, his community's best interest at heart at all times. So, in terms of that specific partnership, man, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I I do feel very confident in saying that like the 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 loved ones who have survived Nipsey Hustle will uh, in in one way or another always invest their time and their money and their resources back into that community because if not, then you don't want you don't want to make it feel like Nipsey died in vain, and that would that would be the most tragic thing out of all of this, including more than his actual death. No, a hundred percent. And you talk about having a very in-depth uh, conversation with Black Sam. And by the way, it's the Playmakers. 
Ron in with us, Justin Tinsley, joining us on our uh, BetQL hotline. Be sure to follow him at Justin Tinsley. And that conversation with Black Sam and your 30 for 30 podcast series, The King of Crenshaw, just going through that process of making it, what was the one thing that you didn't know about Nipsey that you found out or the key takeaway that really made it worthwhile or sticks out in your mind? I think, well, you know, when I spoke to Sam and – Originally, like when I reached out to his and Nipsey's reps at, at Rock Nation, I told him what I was doing, and you know I wanted the family to know what I was working on, and it wasn't something, you know, like real journalism. Piece. Yeah, it's real. Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. That saves me a lot of time from having. To <laughs> I'll say it. I got yeah, you. <laughs> real, real journalism, and you know, I pitched it to Black Sam. I gave him like a PowerPoint presentation of what I wanted to do, and it was just all coming out of like love and respect. And, you know, paying homage to a to a guy who I felt, you know, deserves to have homage paid to. And Sam, Sam rock with it. And we did our interview. And the interview was like four hours long, bro. And he told me stories about Nip just, just growing up and just like how Nipsey always had this vision of what he wanted to do. How Nipsey, you know, Sam kind of spoke about this at the, at the memorial service in Staples back in 2019. But he told me the story how Nipsey basically – um, would go out with their grandfather, you know, on weekends, these magazines that dealt with computers, and he would take parts from the computer lab at his school and, like, bring it back home. And, like, Nipsey ended up building a computer one day. And it was just, like, Nipsey being 10 or 11 years old built a computer. And just, like, Nipsey always understood the value of technology, even when he was younger. You know what I mean? Like, Nipsey understood the value of that. He also understood you know, just the value of community and just, like, embracing people. So uh, when Sam went to this uh, magnet school in Watts, if you know anything about L.A., that's kind of like blood territory. They come from Crenshaw, which is where the 60s were. So it took Sam a little bit of time to basically adapt to his new environment. So that, that middle school was sixth to eighth grade, and so Nipsey was three years after him. So Nipsey starts in the sixth grade a couple of years later, he was like, man, two weeks later, Nipsey was kind of like the most popular guy in high school. Like, he would leave school and go to the different neighborhoods and just hang out with, like, like different friends. And he was like, that was Nipsey from the jump. And, like, Nipsey always knew how to make people feel comfortable around him, but do it in a genuine way as to where he wasn't being anybody but himself. So I, I say all that to say, like, he told me so many stories about just who – not even just, like, who Nipsey the artist was. He told me a ton of great stories about that, too, but who, like, Aramis the person was. And I think that's so important in understanding who, you know, these artists are. And it was a large reason why I wrote the Biggie book the way that I did, because we're enamored by, by their talent. But I think we can all relate to, like, different life experiences, whether we grew up in Brooklyn, whether we grew up in Crenshaw, whether we grew up in Vegas, or whether we grew up in D.C. or Atlanta, or whatever the case may be. There's certain things about life that, that ties us all, especially when you come from certain communities, you feel me? So, and that's what I really took from Black Sam, is just like, man, like, I always rock with this dude's music, I always rock with his endeavors, but like, now that I really know the person, like, I feel that much more deeply connected to him. And it's crazy, especially, you know, you're talking about the connection that he had within the community. The way that he was innovative with selling Crenshaw, you know, the proud to pay when he did the autograph, the the concert ticket, 
made a hundred thousand dollars in less than eight hours. Wait a second, wait a second. Time yeah. out, time out, time out, real quick. Ron, <laughs> I know we come from hip hop radio. Uh, there's two Americas listening, real quick. So if you could explain exactly what Nipsey did with Crenshaw to make those hundred thousand dollars. So basically, what he did, he only printed out a thousand CDs for all of his fans. And basically, he went up to one of the pop-up shops in, in Crenshaw, and uh, he set up basically a little booth where he was going to be selling his CDs. And with doing so, he was he was handing out autographs for that $100 CD, which was the only person to do a $100 CD. And shout out to Jay-Z for buying 100 copies of that, too. But for the people yeah. of, of L.A., he, he hooked them up with a concert ticket, gave them an autograph, did a meet-and-greet with them. For a hundred dollars, that, that's unheard of for any rapper, any uh, I guess you can say artist to do that, and especially an independent artist such as Nipsey Hussle, and coming from where he came from, and releasing this album called Crenshaw for the community, and making a hundred thousand dollars in less than eight hours just showed how much he meant to L.A. and the city before everything happened and how influential he was. And to me, that was just so innovative and so beautiful the way that he did that. And especially during a time where, you know, people were were stealing music, downloading was, you know, LimeWire and things like that. Streaming yeah. was barely becoming a platform. And it was hard for, for music to actually sell. And for someone to sell a CD, a hard copy of a thousand copies for a hundred dollars each, man, that's probably a profit of what nine hundred and fifty thousand after the venue, and just given his time, I mean, or nine, well, what was it? Yeah, nine hundred and or ninety-five thousand. I mean, my bad, because you already know the the venue was probably free at that time um, as to yeah. where he was performing at, and of course the pop-up shop that helps out the community as well with bringing people in. So to me, just the way he did it was just so beautiful and how, how how loved he was within the community. So, you know, that's just something that I wanted to talk about real quick. <laughs> Ron, speak your truth. I was waiting for no, the no, question. It's real. No, it is real. real. Yeah, we get we get emotional here, man. Yeah. Justin, you always bring it out of us, but we appreciate the time. And one last question before we get you out of here. Uh, and it's, yep. and of course, for everyone listening, be sure to follow Justin at Justin Tinsley on Around the Horn. Go get his new book, too. It was all a dream, Biggie and the world that made him. And speaking of that, last time we talked, um, I asked you one question, and I said, if you had a chance to talk to Biggie or Tupac and you were able to ask them one question, what would it be? In that same vein, I want to switch it around just a little bit. If you were given the opportunity to do a book going through the history of either a collective or group or duo in hip hop or R and B, who would you pick? Oh man, uh, well my boy Garrett Kennedy already wrote an incredible NWA book. So if I, I'm gonna go R and B, man. I want to write a book on Jodeci. <laughs> okay. I, I think I think that'd be fire. I think a, a book on Jodeci would be fire because there's so many chapters to them. Whether it's the, you know, growing up in the South and, and the church influence in their music, and then of course. Uh, the influence of Puffy, and then, you know, they met Suge in the 90s. They knew Biggie and Pac, and, of course, you gotta you got to dive into the, the relationship between the tumultuous relationship and, often, unfortunately, oftentimes violent relationship between KC and, and Mary J. I think, and, and, just, and just how that overall sound 
has influenced R&B for, like, so many years. I, I think a book on Jodeci would just be, man, because that story has never really been told. It's you know, true. Outside of maybe an article here and there, a YouTube video here and there, but in one comprehensive, like, body of work, I, I haven't seen it. So I think a book I feel on like- Jodeci would be. I feel like we just spoke it into existence. Justin, I better be on the byline. You know what I mean? Put me in the parentheses or something. Uh, real real quick, uh, we're over time, but we, we got to get this in. And first off, thank you for leaving out Oz Future because I want to write the book on them and Frank Ocean and Tyler and where they've oh, gone. You, do you want me to play a Jody C song or a Nipsey song? What? Who do you want me to play? What song do you want me to play? Uh, thank you. I mean, the majority of the conversation has been about Nipsey, so I think we'll go with them. And look, my man was just talking about Crenshaw. I'm going to go with something from Victory Lab, but he just brought up Crenshaw, man. You got to go with uh, one of the truly, truly classic Nipsey records. Check me out. Yes, sir. That's the first <laughs> song I played in my college radio station. That song literally started my radio career. It comes full uh, circle. Yo, Justin, as <laughs> always, we way over time, but rightfully so, Justin. We appreciate you coming through. Hey, man, thank y'all for having me on. Have a great weekend. You too. There he is, Justin Tinsley from ESPN Around the Horn. I just told you his new book released this year. It was all a dream, Biggie, and the world that made him your weekend is almost here, people. But before we get to the weekend and that traffic while you go home, we need to look back at it. It's the Playmakers. It's 1140 The Bet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers exclusively on 1140 The Bet. We just vibing in these final moments as we head into the weekend. 1140 The Bet, Adrian Hernandez here alongside Ronald Bandana. Yeah. We appreciate you being here, man, for these these uh, these two hours. Thank you so much for checking in. In for Lindsey Brown. Most she dead. returns from Minnesota on Monday. But I think, uh, you know, preliminary results from what I'm hearing. If we need someone, I think we have a guy. His name's Ronald Bandana. I think you're doing your thing. Thank you so much. We're about to get to your locks before we head 
um, into the weekend. But before we do, I, I said we were going to give out tickets. And then here's the thing. I forgot to give out those tickets. So there's no better chance to do it than right now. So your chance to win a family four-pack of tickets to go to the inaugural Soccer Champions Tour at Allegiant Stadium in a matter of a few hours to go see Italy's Juventus to take on who, Ronald? Who? The Chivas? Los Chivas de Guadalajara. Say that one more time. No, no, no. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> it's Friday night at Allegiant Stadium. Sorry, it gets warm in here when you say that. Uh, we need caller 10 right now, 702-889-5978. That is 702-889-5978. Good luck from the Playmakers and 1140 The Bet. And it leads us straight into Ron's locks because we are 1140 the bet, which means we are wagertainment, but I don't gamble and I don't like to lie, but you like to make some plays. So, Ron, what are they for this weekend? Yo, man, I think I got some good plus money that you guys can make at least today. And then I got two for you for this weekend, the Mariners money line plus that 108 to extend that win streak to 15 games. If you did not know between them and the Astros, they currently lead that series this season, and especially when they're at home, they are 4-2. and two. So you might want to take the Mariners. Guaranteed lock for me, Angels plus 128, and you want to sprinkle a little bit with Otani on that mound for him to hit that home run with a prop bet of plus 320, and you got that money line of plus 128. Dodgers money line minus that 145 in my locks for the weekend. LV Aces money line and a little bit of UFC with Patty Pimlet plus 230 for the knockout. Or if you want him to just get the KO and the win plus 230, that is my lock for this weekend. And I'm going to pass it over to you, Adrian. Let's go. I like this FM radio voice. It's very intense. <laughs> it is needed. The plus means that that's good, like, in terms of value when Correct. you place a bet, right? Like, yeah. when it's minus 165, like, that means that it's a given or more likely to happen, correct? No, nothing's ever a given when it comes to gambling. But, no, minus 165, they're just favored. At the end of the day, you got to put down 165 to win $100. With the Angels at plus 128, you put 100, you win 128. Where the big money comes with Patty and the UFC money line, you put 100, you win $230 Plus your hundred, and if you sprinkle on that Otani, normally what does that mean? Sprinkle. I love so sprinkles. Sprinkle. So if you want to throw a hundred dollars on that plus three twenty, you're gonna walk away with your hundred plus that three twenty. Or if you even want to put two twenty dollars on there, you're gonna come away with at least a good amount of money back on it. If you're not a huge gambler, Look I at this. personally would probably drop about maybe two to five hundred on there. Those are the units that I think are going to be able to hit. Randy Johnson. Yeah, we're there, baby. So, Otani, anytime he's on the mound, he normally hits a home run. So, that's what we're banking on today. Well, we love to see it, Otani, the future of baseball. He is. No, he is baseball. He is. Um, Ronald, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us um, today. I hope to have you back. We will have the one, the only, Lindsey Brown joining us, her return on Monday, she's back to help me out. It has been stressful, but we went through it, and we're here with a smile. Thank you so much for everyone who joins us this week. Of course, be sure to follow us at the Bet Las Vegas at Adrian Radio Nine Three. Download that Odyssey app. The week of shows, you can download it, re-listen to it. Thanks to Bob Nightingale for joining us. Thanks to Justin Tinsley. It is the weekend. Have some fun. Spend some time with your family, but be safe out in these streets. Adrian Hernandez signing off. Dodgers pregame kicks off at 6 p.m. Peace.
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.